the diaspora started ever since man stepped on earth, science also testifies to the fact that earth has a special place in cosmos. Filled with three quarters th of water and one quarter th of land different clans of people selected their places and occupied one quarter th of the total area and changed their nomadic status to stationary. Thus the earth has been since eons and has been serving man from the stone age to rocket age. There have been vast changes from stone age to the rocket age in the lifestyle of man. Ignorance leads to knowledge and thanks to many hypotheses which were proved as true by evidence and experimentation. Today's man is empirical and will not believe anything unless scientific evidence is adduced. Several men authored several works, science, history, and fiction, poetry all became the staple of writings and are being written about. Even scientific theories are being validated and invalidated. Thanks to new evidence that is being cropped up. A typical example was the textbooks of geography, which for a long time stated that the earth was flat. However when the earth has been proved to be round the old order changed. Truth alone triumphs and antiquity need not necessarily be regarded as the last word. Take the case of man and his thoughts about moon. Many religious beliefs hold him as God and it was thought never to be accessible which however a belief, which was, recanted in the year 1969 when man landed on moon and their beliefs were taken a beating. From this we can learn that books based on religious beliefs and man's limited intellect may not be sacrosanct. Truth alone triumphs. Bible is one among the many books but it is not man-made. It is beyond all sciences. It contains geographical, historical and scientific truths. There are no fables in Bible. It is not a myth. The geographical areas, the oceans, rivers, mountains, civilizations mentioned in the Bible are true. It is unfortunate that today's Christianity is unable to afford proof of these. Christians who should have spread the efficacy and authenticity of the Bible are steeped in superstition. The readers can understand how Christians far from understanding the real essence of Bible and have turned into bigots and mere ritualistic if they go through this entire essay. Look at the denominations and their lives, which are comparable to frogs in the pond. Most rituals observed in many congregations do not have the sanction of the Bible. When we read in the Bible in the book of Mark chapter 7 verse 8 to 9. You have let go of the commands of God and are holding on to the traditions of men. And he said to them, You have a fine way of setting aside the commands of God in order to observe your own traditions. You shall disobey God's command at the cost of tradition and heresy. Customs, legends and established traditions are a part of lives of most Christians. Many Christians build their houses as pervest to and follow it to a T or exactness. This is regrettable. God has not spoken well of one direction as good or bad. Directions are made because of nature and man has no right to declare a certain quarter as bad. God made it written in the Bible in the first book of Genesis chapter 1 verse 31. God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. Men has no right to denigrate one quarter to highlight another and God himself has declared the entire creation as good. 
God has written in the Bible in the book of Psalms chapter 104 verse 24 How many are your works, O Lord? In wisdom you made them all, the earth is full of your creatures. As it is written in the Bible in the book of Job chapter 5 verse 9 He performs wonders that cannot be fathomed, miracles that cannot be counted. Though man does not know to create he started poking holes in God's creation. God is powerful to make man without any destiny but man never fears to him. Certain Christians designate certain places as holy while others as otherwise. People of different faiths have their own sacred places. The majorities of world's Christianity considers Jerusalem as a holy place and spend huge fortunes to visit that place. Bring back souvenirs and exhibit them. They advertise in newspapers their holy journey. Sanctity and purity should be decided by the Word of God, the Bible, but not according to our whims and fancies. When we read in the Bible in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 2 to the church of God in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus and called to be holy, together with all those everywhere who call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ their Lord and ours. Let us see in the Bible in the book of Colossians chapter 1 verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, and Timothy our brother to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ. By the above words of God we know that blessed are the people and sacred are the people who believe in him. Read the words of God which is written in the book of Romans chapter 5 verse 9. Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? We cannot acquire purity but by the blood of Christ. A mere visit to a place will not make us pure and if that were to be true are all the Israelites who live in Jerusalem pure? They still await Christ coming? They do not accept Christ as Messiah. Their enmity with the Palestines results in bloodshed every day, Jews also inhabit Jerusalem and is it a holy place? Is it a holy war? Or a crusade? If people who live in the area where according to Bible Jesus laid down his life are ignorant of his true nature, does mere living in that are made them pure? Sanctity or profanity does not come out of a place then why did God mention certain places as holy in the Old Testament? This doubt naturally lurks in your mind and some thought should be devoted to it. Let us peep into the Bible in the book of Exodus chapter 26 verse 33 Hang the curtain from the clasps and place the ark of the testimony behind the curtain. The curtain will separate the holy place from the most holy place. Let us peep into the Bible in the book of Hebrew chapter 9 verse 3 to 4 Behind the second curtain was a room called the most holy place, which had the golden altar of incense and the gold-covered ark of the covenant. This ark contained the gold jar of manna, air and stuff that had budded, and the stone tablets of the covenant. When we read in the Bible in the book of Exodus chapter 3 verse 5. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Dear readers, let's remember God is omniscient and omnipotent and he is the Alpha and he alone has the right to decide and the whole period belongs to the time before Christ. The commandments were made for then. The world we live in today is based on New Testament, which began 2000 years ago. 
sanctity and profanity applied during their time not only to place but to food. Habits whether these same injunctions apply to us should be looked into. Are there holy places mentioned in the New Testament? As it is written in the Bible in the book of Hebrew chapter 9 verse 1 Now the first covenant had regulations for worship and also an earthly sanctuary. Read the words of God which is written in the book of Hebrew chapter 9 verse 10. They are only a matter of food and drink and various ceremonial washings external regulations applying until the time of the new order. Paul corrected their misconceptions and spoke of the holy places as the functions of the body. Jesus corrected them. The injunctions that were laid down to the Israelites did not lead them to perfection and hence God prohibited them. Observe and understand the words of God written in the Bible in the book of Hebrew chapter 7 verse 18 to 19. The former regulation is set aside because it was weak and useless, for the law made nothing perfect, and a better hope is introduced, by which we draw near to God. And because it has written in the Bible in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 14 but their minds were made dull. For to this day the same veil remains when the old covenant is read. It has not been removed, because only in Christ is it taken away. From the above are we justified in still considering these practices as sacred? The New Testament given unto us by Lord Jesus does not mention any places as sacred. There could have been holy for Israelites but for us nothing is prescribed, nothing is prohibited and nothing to be discriminated against. Let us peep into the Bible in the book of Romans chapter 14 verse 14 as one who is in the Lord Jesus, I am fully convinced that no food is unclean in itself. But if anyone regards something as unclean, then for him it is unclean. As it is written in the Bible in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 26 4. The earth is the Lord's, and everything in it. Man has no power and right to decide what is good and what is bad. The earth is God's creation. Let's listen to the words of Christ and his sermons to the foolish Israelites during his lifetime. When we read in the Bible in the book of Matthew chapter 15 verse 2 and 11. Why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? They don't wash their hands before they eat. What goes into a man's mouth does not make him unclean, but what comes out of his mouth, that is what makes him unclean. Read the words of God which is written in the book of Luke chapter 11 verse 38 to 41. But the Pharisee, noticing that Jesus did not first wash before the meal, was surprised. Then the Lord said to him, Now then, you Pharisees clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside you are full of greed and wickedness. You foolish people! Did not the one who made the outside make the inside also? But give what is inside, the dish, to the poor, and everything will be clean for you. Who can decide what is pure and impure and there is nothing like impurity on earth? According to Christ himself impurity resides in man's heart. God has written in the Bible in the book of Mark chapter 7 verse 20 to 23. He went on, What comes out of a man is what makes him unclean. For from within, out of men's hearts, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance and folly. 
All these evils come from inside and make a man unclean. Observe and understand the words of God written in the Bible in the book of Jeremiah chapter 5 verse 25. Your wrongdoings have kept these away, your sins have deprived you of good. It is only man who pollutes and profanes and it is thoughts, which spoil the sanctity. Earth has been cursed because of first man Adam. It is Adam who spoiled the earth and not the other way round. Today's man is polluting nature with his half-baked knowledge. It is the evil thoughts of man that are polluting. It is only the change of conscience of man, which makes something sacred or profane. Dear readers, how justified are some Christians in ascribing sanctity to certain places mentioned in the Bible? We who believe in the New Testament, should we not consider every place as holy or does merit accrue by a visit to Palestine or a visit to Jerusalem? In fact the holy Jerusalem, the very earth saw the blood of Christ, saw his crucifixion, mass mayhem was the lot of apostles who followed him. God made it written in the Bible in the New Testament in the first book of Matthew chapter 23 verse 37. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you, how often I have longed to gather your children together, as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. From the above one can understand what Jesus himself thought about Jerusalem. Can the place which saw his blood shed be holy? Are Christians justified in visiting these two places? The New Testament sanctions no place as holy and considers all places as holy and those who visit these places as holy are the real culprits. Today's Christians attach more importance to the place rather than their hearts. Christ has not singled out any place of worship. When we read in the Bible in the book of John chapter 4 verse 21. Jesus declared, Believe me, woman. A time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. No place is fit or unfit for worship, believe unto me said the Lord. How many do understand the real worship if it is real, should it not be in one place alone? Read in the same book of John chapter 4 verse 23. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth for they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. If this was the case during the time of Christ what about the 21st century? Please examine. Today's world doesn't understand what Christ told to the Lady of Samaria. Has not his prediction that worship would stop on the mount not come true with regard to Christians? Christians build churches. Can God live in it? If God is to receive out worship he should dwell in it. Could anybody build such a temple? A certain man tried to do that and God thus spoke to him. Let us see in the Bible in the book of Acts chapter 7 verse 47 to 50 but it was Solomon who built the house for him. However, the Most High does not live in houses made by men. As the prophet says, heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. What kind of house will you build for me? Says the Lord. Or where will my resting place be? Has not my hand made all these things? These words were spoken by Jehovah after the golden temple built by King Solomon. Then where does he reside? Here lies the answer. 
observe and understand the words of God written in the Bible in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 16. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit lives in you? Read in the same book of 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 19 to 20 Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own, you were bought at a price. Therefore honor God with your body. Observe and understand the words of God written in the Bible in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 16 to 18 What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will live with them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. Therefore come out from them and be separate, says the Lord. Touch no unclean thing, and I will receive you. I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. The only place that God dwells is our body. The body is the temple. Isn't this strange that man should run after places as holy? While we should worship the soul, which is the microcosm a replica of the macrocosm we flock to the temples external and fool ourselves. Let us listen to Jeremiah. As it is written in the Bible in the book of Jeremiah chapter 7 verse 4. Do not trust in deceptive words and say. This is the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord. From today if anyone claims his own church as the true one mark him as imposter. Place has no relevance. Some people say that they should go to their church on Sunday, which only shows their foolishness. Is it only singing the Psalter? Are there any who worship with a pure heart, with truth, what is truth? Let us see in the Bible in the book of John chapter 17 verse 17. Sanctify them by the truth your word is truth. Are Christians engaged in this worship? Do they worship with the truth and word of God? If that were to be so there would not have been three thousand denominations. One Bible, one belief has been shattered and is it real worship? The bond of love and truth does not exist between the father and the flock. How many have understood the meaning of Bible? God made it written in the Bible in the New Testament in the first book of Matthew chapter 7 verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Disunited in his word how can they seek entry into the heaven? It is only a change of heart that turns the heart into a holy place but not a visit to Jerusalem and Palestine. God has written in the Bible in the book of Titus chapter 1 verse 15. To the pure, all things are pure, but to those who are corrupted and do not believe, nothing is pure. In fact, both their minds and consciences are corrupted. Dear brethren God shall come unto us if we can turn our heart into a holy place. Desist from naming some places are holy and some as unholy.